Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And today, in honor of the release of X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, we are talking about X-Men. Yeah, OG. 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 No subtitle whatsoever, just 2000s X-Men. Yeah, this movie was the most 2000 movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> In what way? Just, I, 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 I don't know. You know, just even the way it's stylized, like I feel yeah. like I can't even quantify what exactly it is, but watching it, probably nostalgia actually, but just watching it, I was just like, oh yeah, this is early 2000s. I can feel it. Well, what, yeah, what struck me was like, one, how limited the CGI was, mm. and two, how bad it looked in yeah, retrospect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's the whole uh, thing where like they're sending out the radiation or whatever mm-hmm. that's going to mutate people. And I'm like, oh, that looks real cheesy. That looks real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you got to you gotta almost add like 20 years on. Well, uh, which exactly. makes sense. I cannot believe this movie is 20 years old. Oh, yeah, it makes me almost feel so 20. old. Almost 20, 19, I guess. <laughs> makes me feel real old. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing this movie in theaters. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got one of... Honestly, one of my favorite villains yeah. of all time. One of the best developed yes. and certainly one of the most sympathetic, and that is, of course... Magneto. Magneto, Magneto baby. I wore yeah. my Magneto t-shirt saw, today. Yeah. She's wearing an X-Men. <laughs> Magneto's on the cover. Yeah, you're, you, you you're, bringing it, you're bringing the energy for Magneto today. Give respect where respect is due. Yeah. Um, and speaking of respect where respect is due, and, and starting off, this movie's opening scene focuses on Magneto. It's, it's, and I was saying before, I think this is one of the most effective scenes I've seen in a superhero movie. Yes. Where it's the scene where uh, the young, young Magneto, young Eric is in a Polish concentration camp mm-hmm. or a concentration camp in Poland during World War II and is being dragged, his mother and, uh, his mother's being dragged away and he freaks out and starts like basically ripping up the barbed wire and, making fences move and stuff like that. And you go, of all the scenes to make me immediately sympathetic to who's supposed to be the villain in this, it's like, guess whose side I'm on right away? Yeah, you've got me on board. Yes. (laughs) I'm locked in. I understand everything this man's doing. Uh, Well, pretty much, you know what I mean? There's a couple of things where I'm like, "Eh, it's a little bad, but he's more of a, uh, the ends justify the means. Yeah. That is his whole thing throughout this, is that he doesn't even particularly want to kill anybody. He doesn't. Because otherwise he could. Yeah, well, well, you think about how powerful Magneto is as a mutant. Honestly, I think he has one of the best powers of anybody. Yes, because it's, it's the ability to manipulate magnetic fields, which allows you to control anything that's metal. Mm-hmm. It allows you to generate limitless amounts of electricity in theory like you you the whole world runs on metal the whole world is made out of metal (laughs) anything you want to do as a superpower you can just kind of fashion into you know what i mean it's like oh do you want to fly well here are your metal boots and then away we go and away we go yeah it's the most one of i think it's one of the most adaptable powers you can have it is stupidly powerful yeah i love it stupidly powerful um and i gotta say like they use it with some pretty good restraint Mm -hmm. in this movie like I think in X-Men 3, he ends up moving the entire Golden Gate Bridge, <laughs> which I'm like, what's the range on that guy? Has he become more powerful? Whereas here, he's just like, I'm not sure I can stop all the bullets. 
Yes. You know, like it seemed to like limit his powers to a, a point at which it was um, still interesting, I guess. Which I thought was good because that made me buy into uh, Rogue having to die a little bit. Because yeah. when they say, well, if you were real, you would just sacrifice yourself. Well, it's like um, uh, Professor Xavier right off the top <laughs> says he, no, he almost died doing that. And that wasn't that very big of a pulse. He only had to get one guy. This man mm. is like so, he, you know what I mean? This like, We're looking at like a 60-year-old dude. He probably yeah. can't actually physically facilitate this. That's true. He can't phys- his body cannot withstand this. So he puts it in rogue and yeah. rogue will be able to withstand it. Cuz rogue's 20. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? I I I assume that's the she's probably around, you know what I mean? She's like 18, 20 something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's she's like a yeah. teenage runaway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if we do this, I save everyone. Yeah. And also I just I yeah, th- that would be the one evil thing, but he's also totally straight with her about this. Yeah, he tells her right up. <laughs> he yeah, he goes like uh what's his speech here? It's it's absolutely uh amazing where he goes uh you know, I they're going to pass this law and history is full of like women and children dying because they were born and entire families destroyed because they were born different than the people who are in power. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen anymore. And she goes, are you going to kill me? And he goes, yes, but your sacrifice will save so many people. And he, then he even goes on to admit, though I will admit that's probably not a lot of consolation to you. It, but it, like his whole thing is like, listen, this is what I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. This is for like our people. And it sucks that you have to die, but that is the price I am willing to pay for not seeing a second Holocaust. Yes. You know, yeah, because the and I would like to say that most uh, movies that start with the the first people that we meet are the villain. Yeah, those generally end up being the best movies in the sense of like I because they want you to feel for this guy. Yeah, they want you to understand completely his motivations. We're talking about a man <laughs> that was literally in the Holocaust. You yeah. know what I mean? It's crazy. It, to think that this man would think otherwise than what he thinks. Yes, and he's been he's been proven correct. Because the government is literally using terminology that he's heard before. Exactly. Yeah, and it's verbatim. It's, yes, and uh, that that first exchange between Professor X and uh, Magneto at at the Senate hearings or whatever, mm-hmm. and he goes like, Professor X says, "Give them hope," and he's like, "What would you have me do? I've heard all these words before." Like, you just go, like, it sends chills down your spine because you're just like, yeah, yeah this guy's going to do whatever it takes in order yes. for this not to happen again. And he's right. He's right. Because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. that's what they want to do. And when we, so we have a scene in uh, the helicopter where uh, they're transporting the, one of the main senators that's really pushing forward. Yeah, Senator like, you know, Kelly, yeah. And he's talking to Mystique. He doesn't know he's talking to Mystique. He thinks he's talking to his aide that has been with him for a while. Um, and he, say, he says, like, if we, I, I want to lock up every single one of them. Like, I want to lock them all up. Yeah, that guy's bad. <laughs> like, that he's guy's, bad. That's a bad man. Uh, I felt nothing when he died. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that man, I was like, yeah, lock him up. Do whatever you need to do. This guy is trash. He's a trash man. But after hearing that, I, I can't. That's gonna be so validating to your purpose. 
Yeah. If you're Mystique, you know what I mean? Like, of course, Mystique's going to go like, oh, you want to put everybody like me away. And she's got a great line there where she goes, you're the reason I was afraid to go to school as a kid. Exactly. And you go, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I don't feel much sympathy for uh Oh, for I feel Saturday zero, zero yeah, yeah, yeah. sympathy for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Magneto, and in saying this, instead of combating this uh, this negativity about uh, mutants, instead of com- like trying to uh, destroy the other side, he doesn't want to kill anybody. He just wants to turn everybody into mutants. Yes, which is, is kind of like, um, you know, bring the power to everybody and there's no power anymore, right? It's kind of a weirdly democratizing... It's not uh, a bad way to go about this. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, if the machine worked properly. If the machine worked properly, which like which he doesn't out. know it does, and the people that tell him are fundamentally against him, so I one hundred percent understand not believing these people. Yeah, yeah. You've been fighting me this entire time. Your boss is for whatever reason mind raping me constantly. To, to to figure out where I where I am, what I'm gotta, doing. Yeah, like, I've got to wear a helmet so that uh, so that my thoughts are my own. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's crazy. I honestly, I kind of have this thing where I think uh, Professor Xavier is a little evil. Okay, let's hear this. Well, okay, here's the thing. First of all, uh, what is the name of the school? Uh, Professor Xavier's School for Gifted Children. Yeah. What kind of motherfucker names the school after himself? <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when I see that anywhere. I could understand if he donated a bunch of money and okay. they said, we're going to put your name on the building. But no, he bankrolled it, designed it. He teaches at it and thought, I'm going to name, name it this. me. <laughs> okay, that's not a really a person that's really on the up and up, I think, or up for the best interests of all parties. No. Yeah, Okay. Okay. I think that's a valid People point. People naming buildings after themselves. That's, he has that's a, a machine weird. where he literally can listen to anyone's mind in the world. And locate them. Yeah. And locate them, find them. And he, because he feels like he is morally superior, deserves that privilege, which should be no one's privilege. Right. You're say- yeah, you're like... He I- should put a helmet on himself. Yeah. Okay. And use it when it is only necessary. Okay, which is not something I feel like he does. He feels like he is morally superior, so he does whatever he wants and whatever he feels like and and literally enters the minds of other people and controls them. Yes. At one point, he mind controls uh, uh, Magneto's... uh, Oh, Sabretooth and Toad there. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He mind controls them. And I understand, like, why you would justify that, but, like... He is, a, I, I, can't, I can't understand how you would explain it any other way than he is just as bad, at least. He's, he's certainly willing, yeah, you're, that's an excellent point, because you're like, uh, Professor X is clearly willing to bend the rules in terms of, like, what is correct exactly. and morally right in order to achieve his goals, which mm-hmm. is, you know, arguably, you know, peaceful or whatever. But, but at the same extent, he's, he's... But why are you the judge and jury? Yeah. And why are you the judge and jury? And why do you have what could be described as a full military facility below your school? Okay. Yeah. So you keep saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you keep saying there is no war, but why do you have bombs in your basement? Yeah. 
Why? Why? If can there you, is no war, if there truly is no why war, why can you spy on every mutant yes. and read their mind? Yeah, that's true. What? What? What of privacy and and that sort of thing? I also love how what they use Cerebro for in this movie mm-hmm. is like, like Mystique shows up and tells Rogue that Professor X is mad at her, and Rogue runs away. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, they use Cerebro to find Rogue. And they're like, she's at the train station. I was like, oh, this billion-dollar machine you used <laughs> to figure out that a runaway teen went to, to the, the train, train station. <laughs> like, I could have, sa- <laughs> I could have saved you with some time and just dispatched a couple X Men to the bus station yeah. and the train station, and they'd be like, hey, bus station people, come on back. She's at the train station. Like, you know, like she's trying to skip town because she's a teenage runaway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah. That's what you use that machine for? Craziness. <laughs> Craziness. Yeah, the fact that they even have it, I think, is crazy. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. And it is it is pretty militaristic, you're right. Uh, I'm just saying, if you flip, because like, if you're watching this movie from the perspective of, like, these guys are good, Magneto is bad, I could understand why all of this makes sense. But if you just flip your perspective, like... Professor X is a little fucked up. <laughs> like he is a little insane and he does some things that are I would consider evil. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's I know we didn't come in here wanting to make this point, but I'm gonna make it. <laughs> you're gonna make it. There we go. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. And so like let's look at this movie from you know, from Magneto's perspective, which is he's got a he also has a group of mutants mm-hmm. who believe that they are rightfully believe who are, are threatened, their very survival, their right to exist is going to be ended. And Yeah, like why does Magneto live in a lair and you live in a school in your mind? Yeah. They're the same facility, pretty they much. They are, they are. You know yes. what I mean? It's a big building with oppressive equipment in it. Yep. Yep. That's it. They're the same thing. Yep. And and the, the moral sacrifices we're willing to make in order to achieve our goals are, one, I'm going to give everybody the power mm. the, so that the rulers know what it's like. Um, and the sacrifice I'm going to have to make is that one mutant is going to die, whereas Professor Xavier is being like, well, the sacrifices I'm going to make is that I'm going to intrude on everyone's mind and all the rest. And I think it's even in X-Men 2 where they show that, like, he could use that to kill people. Yeah. Yeah, his, his character is um, pretty dark if you remove, if you don't have the same moral compass as he does. Yeah. If you agree with him, he's the best man on the planet. He's the only guy to do this. Yes. If you disagree with him, he's actually quite an evil man. Well, and, and it's a terrible power to have Yes. over... Everybody, like, like, regardless of who is in charge, no one person should have that sort of power. Yeah, I firmly believe he should wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of Magneto's thing, where he's like, "We're gonna make mutants the future, and everyone's gonna have these powers." Well, yeah, and uh, I think something to note is that his initial thing that he's doing here, obviously, like this, what he's releasing wouldn't cover the span of the world. What he's trying to do is essentially hit all of these people at this UN, all of these lawmakers, all the important the people, the yeah. leaders. Let's make all the leaders like this so we can get the law, like, you know what I mean? We can get them to sympathize and, yeah. and write proper laws. Yes. Like, y- you are now one of us, therefore you cannot pretend like, you can't act like you're better than us because you are one of us. Yes. You know? 
Plus, I would be kind of. if if there was no dying thing at the end, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. Somebody's like, all of a sudden you have superpowers. You didn't get to pick which one you got, but it was in you, and I just unlocked it. Yeah, like, like you can now control sick. flames. Or yeah. Like, I just want. I just really desperately want someone to get like the shitty superpower. They're yeah. Like, I can read at twice the speed normal people can. It's like, yeah, that's called speed reading. You can take courses. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the only power I got was speed reading. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah. If I was to pick a shitty superpower, like if you could only pick really, really shitty ones. Ones, I yeah, think like, it would be to know what anyone's listening to in their headphones. That's a real shitty. I think, I think that'd that's be, a real shitty superpower. It is a really shitty one, but I think it would be endlessly entertaining. Yeah. This is like this is like you only have like 25 cents to spend on superpowers. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what is your bottom of the barrel <laughs> discount superpower? That would be mine. I think about it all the time, honestly. What would mine what would mine be? Oh shit. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the, just the worst but kind of fun at the same time. <laughs> uh maybe like to fall asleep whenever I wanted to. Like you know like just Oh, I think some people have that. <laughs> yeah. That's it's called narcolepsy. Yeah. Uh, no, but just like you're like oh, okay, I just need to go down for like five minutes and just be able to like fall asleep right then and there. And mm, just like like know, a machine. Yeah, just like I'm going to quick shut down and just That would be useful. I, right? Yeah. And you're like, I got 10 minutes right now between when I need to be places. That's a very Craig answer. Shut her down. I know. <laughs> I love, I'm a guy who loves his naps. And like if I could get a couple more in there a day, oh, beautiful. I love naps, but I always feel like I'm dying when I wake up. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I've, I'm just the opposite. I'm like, I got energy. I'm ready oh. to go. Yeah. That's also because I don't have naps. I have afternoon sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a nap is a real nap once you pass the three-hour mark. No, it is not. You got to do like 10 to 15 minutes tops. But, uh, oh, yeah, you, you, are you even sleeping? Yeah. I think, I think if I had any superpower, though, this, this would be the one that I'd have. I'd want mm. the ability to uh, know or forget anything at whim. So... Oh, if there was some, so if I was like, what's the meaning of life? And it's like, here it is. And I go, well, that's super depressing. I want to, I want to forget that and know that I don't want to know it. Done. Oh, okay. Cause that's an important, I was going to say, because you could fall into a loop pretty you quickly could. with that. Yeah. You'd have to put some safeguards on, but yeah, like, I'd be like, I want to know, uh, how to fly like Superman. Oh, Hey, all of a sudden I know that and I can fly like Superman. You know, I, I want to know. That's it. I think I would still stick with, and we talked about it on a previous one, but yeah. I feel, still think I would go with Elastigirl. Yeah? Yeah. All right. If you want to have kids, they walk out. Uh, you would never <laughs> age because you wouldn't wrinkle. True. Um, or you'd I, wrinkle all over. Ooh, which I think would be extra fun. <laughs> you just look like one of those crazy dogs. Yeah, you just, just like slowly lose elasticity as you get older. Or you, you would just make yourself constantly taller. <laughs> you just have to keep getting taller and taller and taller. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah. I'm 70 years old and 14 feet tall. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, it's a yeah. great one. Yeah, but uh, uh, the only thing I don't get about Magneto is he's built this helmet yes. that protects him from Professor Xavier mm -hmm. uh, reading his mind and controlling his thoughts. Um, why don't you give that to the rest of your team? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know you're going up against him. Yeah, but I... And I could be wrong, but I, I thought that, that would only, it only works for him because it's some specific metal or something. I think it works 
Oh, maybe I don't know. I That's thought a tough because one. the way it's designed and the way it looks, I assume that it would only work with him in conjunction with his powers. Uh, like maybe he's like throwing like the, some magnetism. Yeah, that like I think there's like a field like or something happening. That's what I assumed, but I could be wrong. I yeah, haven't I, done that deep of a dive on his. No, helmet. yeah, I I thought it was just like specially designed to keep keep it out. In which case, yeah, manufacture that shit. Give it to everybody. Well, that is a, that is a fair point, but I, uh, I'm gonna right. Google it right now. Right. I, I'm googling fair it. Enough. I need to know. It's too. It's too much for me. Um, I will say, <laughs> I'll, I'll touch on this while we're talking about this. So, so at one point, the uh, basketball court at the school opens up, and that's where they launch the jet from. Yeah. Uh, this is just a small, stupid detail that I noticed, which is that um, when they open it up, the basketball falls into the airplane hangar. And I'm like, I wonder how many basketballs they lose a year <laughs> doing that. <laughs> like, the students just show up, it's like, where'd the ball go? I left it on the court last night and there's just like Wolverine in the basement, like just picking up a whole bunch of basketballs that have just like fallen on the airplanes and stuff. That's, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Okay. I can't seem to. Okay. What is this? What is the metal that it's made of? Uh, well, is it like adamantium as well? I don't know. Everything's like, everything's metal that doesn't actually exist in these universes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, Another thing I, I did want to touch on, there is a moral quandary here. With we, we can agree that it is wrong to want to imprison or regulate people's right to exist based on who they are or how they were born. You, we're all on yes. board for that, right? I, I, I should hope so. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to <laughs> if say If you're that. listening to this and you disagree, you might yeah. want to shut it down. <laughs> but what I will... A point that Senator Kelly makes, which I, I can kind of be on board with, because this, this gets tricky, mm. is that these are incredibly powerful people okay, who yes. are capable of doing incredible damage if they want to, mm-hmm. right? He goes, how do you, like, and at one point he goes, he's talking to somebody on the phone and he says, well, you're for gun registration, right? And a lot of these people are more powerful than guns they can do a lot more harm we don't want weapons in our school and and i do have trouble rectifying that because you look at somebody like rogue who's actually going around and hurting people not intentionally yes but kind of dangerous person to have in a high school class right and no, I, I agree with that but if we live in a universe where all of these people are socially acceptable yeah. Then that way you can streamline this and have these individuals uh, figure themselves out. It's much more dangerous to push them down. Sure. You want to bring them up, right? You want to put these people in police positions and these sorts of things. You want to have them also controlling their own population as well. Yeah. How can we work together to make this function properly? Right, instead of just wiping them all no, out. No, and for you know sure, I'm I mean? not saying wipe them all out, but I'm just saying, how do you how do you set up a system where you go, right? There is a girl who can walk through walls, and how do you stop her from robbing banks all the time? Right? How do you, you know, it, it's it's Magneto can basically destroy. Well, as we see in later movies, he can like launch ICBMs and he can destroy tanks and he can like destroy the entire. Uh, Golden Gate Bridge. It's like, how do you how do you say like, yeah, you're allowed to have that ability, which can just basically destroy everything, you know? Like, well, yeah, but there are know. people within our society that have that ability. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like people are in charge of nuclear weapons. People, you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of people on the planet that have a, a significant amount of power. And some of these people are not qualified to have this power. Excellent okay? point. Yeah. So in that it is better to know and see and have some sort of population. You know what I mean? Like to have the control of these people out in the open. We know who they are. We, you know what I mean? It's, to write these people down and enlist them and that kind of thing, that's crazy. You're only, you can't back a population into the corner. No. You, you have to let them all breathe Especially properly. Especially when, don't back people with godlike powers into a corner. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just kind of let them do their thing. It would be better to, um, I don't know, yeah, try and make people good then yeah work with them be like hey yeah. got got a superpower come on to dave's discount superpowers <laughs> yeah oh, well, uh <laughs> accidentally draining the life out of your boyfriend whenever you make out come on down to dave's discount superpowers <laughs> we'll, we'll teach you to kind of control it maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i just think uh yeah there there's already people with a ton of power in the world that shouldn't have power there are evil people with guns. It's like, well, you, it's like, yeah, like uh, when, when he's talking about gun registration. Right. Well, it's like, yeah, but the people that aren't on that registration list are the bad people. The bad people will always not be on the list. Right. No matter what. So all you're doing is rounding up, generally speaking, of course, like, there are always <laughs> exceptions yeah. to every rule, but generally speaking, uh, if, if you're lining up all these people, you're probably only lining up all the good people. Yeah, that's the true. people that are agreeable, that do want to fall in line. Yeah. It, you should, that's, it, it's madness. Yeah. And yeah, creating lists of people is problematic at the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very. Uh, and Magdito and, 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 also so well acted. Like, mm, I'm just going to, I'm mm, going to throw mm, that out here. Mm. Like, the perfect casting for both Professor X and uh, and Magneto. In well, which I think are all of our favorite celebrity gal pals. Was that <laughs> the, the two of them? Oh yeah, they're great. Oh my god. Um, I was actually I was like, what blew me away was how young they looked in this movie, because like they've been playing these roles now for close to twenty years. That's so funny because I thought the exact opposite. Really? <laughs> I looked at them and I was like. Wow, you guys have aged really well. No, and like in they in have. the sense of like I didn't see that big of a difference. Really, okay. in my mind, I noticed I noticed that they were significantly younger because I remember when I saw this movie, I was like, well, those are both older men, mm. right? And I figured out because basically the day after I watched uh, this movie, uh, Patrick Stewart uh, tweeted something out about Happy 80th Birthday to Ian McKellen. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, that was twenty. You were sixty years old when you were first cast as Magneto or first appeared as Magneto. You were 60 and you've been playing him for 20 years. You're now 80. That's yeah. But it's perfect for the character. You have to have somebody that was alive for, uh, yeah. The for, Holocaust. Yeah. 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 That, in, in, in order for that to fall in line. Yeah. But it's, I'm just like that, but just the fact that I thought they were old then and now they're like 20 years older and I'm like, Oh man, that's yeah. crazy. I think once uh, one of the more surprising things about the plot line of this movie is how um, I kind of thought Wolverine might side with Magneto a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? He's kind of got, like, this is a guy that uh, 
you know, he has been fighting for money in Canada <laughs> for <Yeah>. however long. <laughs> I love that he's Canadian too. Oh, that is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Canadians love when things are Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, they do. I I will say I noticed this detail and was very appreciative to it. But the the, the promoter, bill in the yeah yeah it was like in the tip a, jar. Yeah, I was like that's a but the promoter of the fight oh, he's got yeah, a fistful yeah, yeah. of what is. I can verify Canadian $20 bills. And I was like, mm. yes, you got that detail right. You know how much I, I love that Americans always make fun of our money? Because they're like, oh, it looks like Monopoly money. And I'm like, no, we are a population of people that get very drunk. And we need different colors on our money for oh, when we pay. <laughs> it is such so a good helpful. system. Such a good system. Americans, let me ask you this. There has to have been at least one time in your life where you have given somebody whatever, let's say a 20 when you meant to give them a five and you said keep the change and then you checked your wallet six hours later and you went, where is that 20? The system we have is smart. Oh, God. I open up my wallet. I'm like, I got a blue. Yeah. I got uh, got a green. I got got a a red. Uh, It's like, uh, you got an orange one. Don't. Oh, fuck. That's a 50. You don't want to give people the, uh, no, I guess the the 10 is purple. 10 is purple. Yeah. Yeah. Five is blue. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> you go just, through all of <laughs> Yeah. But you're just like, what do I need? I need, oh, this is 15 bucks. Give me a purple and a blue, baby. Yeah, yeah. we're good to go. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic system. You should all adopt it. Oh, also universal health care. Adopt that too. Colored money, universal health care. And then... Uh, then all your problems will be solved. And then you can just focus on hockey teams and... I don't know what other stereotypes are. <laughs> <laughs> Maple sucking. Yeah. Y'all live in Eagles? Yeah. Mm. Representing. Um, yeah, it's a... Oh, man. And yeah, I just love Magneto as a character. He's he's so well-formed, so well-acted. Like, the number of speeches that he gives in this that are uh, really heartfelt and, like, you, you really win him over to your side, right? Yeah. I... I will say, I think the first time I watched... Now, mind you, the first time I watched this movie, I'd be 12. Yeah. So, like, you know, you know what I mean? I, uh, well, no, I'd be 10. Oh, yeah. Was it hard 2000, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd be 10 years old. Okay, so watching this, I don't think my initial response to this was that he was, uh, he was a good guy. But I think watching it as an adult really kind of changes the scope of things and how fucked up what the human beings are trying to do in this. Well, and it's also, you know, worse now. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, Where we're, like, seeing sort of the way things are going and you're like, oh, man. The tone of the world has shifted. <laughs> yeah, considerably. Where it was like, <laughs> I, think, I think in 2000 it was kind of like, which was also pre-9-11, keep that in mind, right? Yeah. Uh, in 2000, it was kind of like maybe a vague metaphor for like, you're born this way, you should be treated as a human. It's like, hey, maybe we should let gay people get married. You know, mm-hmm. like like that could be like the big social issue at the time. And now it's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't lock children in cages is basically what it's regressed to. <laughs> right? And we're like, 
And it's yeah. like, how am I arguing this right now? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the side of the guy who doesn't think we should be locking children in cages. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. gonna vote for that guy. And I didn't realize that this was gonna be a crazy stance, but apparently <laughs> it is. Whereas, I'm so sorry. <laughs> whereas Professor X is just like, just give them time. They'll figure it out. It'll mm-hmm. all be fine. It's like we are putting people in cages. Also, Stop this. He. Uh, this is another point I'd like to make. Uh, Professor Xavier can legitimately take over people's free will, right? Mm -hmm. How fast could he have solved this problem if he just did that with a handful of lawmakers? Yeah, just, I, how do you, but he's like, you guys got to figure it out on your own. You got to fit. And it's like, well, we could have saved a couple of lives here. Yeah. If you'd have known Magneto was coming. Because Magneto also says several times throughout the movie, he keeps it referencing, he's like, the war is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, which Professor Xavier is just like, well, no, like, you're, this is, it kind of has the vibe of like, this is all in your head, this is you, whatever. But the senator also says it. Yeah. yeah he says that there's a war coming. So if both sides agree that there's a war coming, there's a war, war coming. coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just all in Magneto's head. Like the opposite side, the government legitimately states this, whether it's officially or not, it doesn't matter. This is the motivations of this character. Yeah, yeah. And he says at the end, I think it's a, the war is still coming and I yeah. intend to fight it by any means necessary. He's like, your plastic prison won't hold me forever. And you know that. Yes. Right. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to keep fighting this war. Like he's That is a classy scene though. I like that. I love oh, I love the that. plastic and the plastic wheelchair they have Professor Xavier in. Like yeah. the whole thing. I really yeah. I love it. And he's just like does it like again, he's got another great line in there where he goes, "Doesn't it frighten you that they may one day pass that law and they'll come for you and your children?" Like Yeah. And Professor X is just like I feel great sympathy for whoever comes to that school looking for trouble. And he goes, so you know the war is coming too. Like you're, That's you're, because you have a facility in your basement yeah, you gearing are, up for this. You have war machines in your basement. You are, you have assembled some of the most powerful mutants there are uh, yeah, because to fight this war. But like, you know. Because Professor Xavier's literal idea of safety is that we should round up all of these people and put them together. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. From an educational standpoint, that makes total sense. If yeah. this is just a school, but the idea of him saying, well, I feel really bad for whoever would co- try and come and take my kids here mm-hmm. is kind of that you have, whether it is intentionally or not, you have built yourself an army. Yes. And it, it's, well, but my army plays for the, the good side. Of yeah. Try and it's like, well. That's just your perspective on this. Yeah, which is not... A hundred percent right. Yeah, it's a Magneto's. Yeah, it, it, he's such a sympathetic villain. You're just like, yes, I do not want to see the past repeated. I have suffered repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I've been discriminated against. I have, you know, I've seen governments make these laws, and they will continue to make these laws. And you have to fight that. You don't play nice. You don't wait for them to figure it out. You have to be like, no, this is where we stand. No further. Yeah, yeah, I think if you stacked up these two characters and you just wrote out the description of them and you had to guess which one was evil, I think you'd pick Professor Xavier. Yeah, mind control. You know, mind control. Uh, so rich he owns a school that he named after himself. Yeah, uh, where he recruits uh, specialized and trains them to be a specialized hit squad. Yes. 
And then you've got Magneto, Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Uh, his power is manipulating metal. And he is trying to champion his... He, he's trying to make sure that a second Holocaust doesn't happen. Yeah. Of, yeah. That's his whole motivation. Yeah. Is I don't want to do this again. Yes. I've seen the writing on the wall. And yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I mean, you just wrote like, it down as facts no, on a piece as, of paper. No, as you wrote it down, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for him. Mm, but I mean, he's got guys like Toad on his side, so he's the bad guy. Toad and Sabretooth, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, what about some... Well, Mystique's pretty good looking. I was like, they, they yeah, kind of Yeah, but she do... still does have an evil vibe around her because they've given her yellow eyes. True. There's something, there's a tone to it where it's, where like, it's like... these are the bad guys. Yeah, like, like this Toad guy's kind of yellow and this guy has black eyes and that's kind of how you determine whether who is good or bad in this is their eye color. <laughs> yeah, that's because what a, does Storm's eyes go uh, white? They go white, yeah, because they, she's a good guy. She's a good guy. She can control the yes. weather. Yes, uh, she's on the right side, so her eyes get to go white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's, <laughs> but like, Sabretooth obviously has at some point been convinced that this is the the true path. You know what I mean? Like these people have have made a decision to follow Magneto. You know, mm -hmm. like like they are reasonable thinking human beings who feel threatened and... Well, yeah, because it's not like they want to just cause chaos. You know what I mean? No. Because like a lot of, like a classic villain, like somebody that has no pure motivation, like good motivations at least, um, it, it's all about chaos or money or we, we're trying to inflict as much pain as possible. And these guys, even though they are destructive and they are like throwing people around or whatever, they, they do... Uh, the motivation here is the, for the greater good in their minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, especially like a storm uh, fries toad. Yeah. Like fries him. Just blast him with lightning. So you you have to assume that he's dead in within the scope of this. I think he's definitely dead. We never see him again. Yeah, we never see him again. So he's definitely dead. So the morality of like these people kill and we don't is lost immediately. Yep. Both sides are killing people. Well, and Wolverine especially yes. is going around stabbing people. Yeah. Crazy. Just slicing people up. So it's not even like you have the Batman rule where it's like, okay, well, he doesn't kill people. So, you know, the other shit he does is kind of okay because he's only like breaking legs and shit. It's like, no, you guys are just as bad. Yeah. You're just, you're fighting to stop other people like you from liberating themselves or for, or for preventing, you know, a war or something like that. Yeah. You're, you're like... Like I get the, like their motivation is a little better in the sense of the that they know that this will cause a bunch of death because Magneto doesn't know the full scope of how, right. what his machine does. Yes. And one could argue that that would make their cause worse off. So if Magneto mm. was able to do it and then all the people turn into water and they'd be like, "Oh, well Magneto just killed those world leaders." And he'd be like, "Oops. That doesn't put that doesn't bode well." No, certainly not. But he doesn't know that. He doesn't know at that. any point. Yeah, and that's that's the key point, right? And that's what I'm saying. Always test your stuff. Like test it. <laughs> test your stuff. One. Okay. Can you explain this scene to me? Because there's one scene in this movie that I do not understand, and maybe it's just me. I don't know. When the cops show up, okay, and that bullet is kind of going into that guy's forehead. Why can't he just move his head? Uh, I don't understand that either. Okay, I would, good, because I, I didn't like, know that was just me being dumb, but I was like, just nobody's forcing your head to be there. 
he's holding it there. Just move your head a bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or, I mean, or maybe back a bit and keep making the noise like, oh, this hurts so much. Yeah, <laughs> Just I would. Just back it up. <laughs> I mean, I, I, maybe it's shock where it's like, oh, I thought I was dead. And then it's like right in my head. And But yeah. I'd be but like, he's like literally uh, like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! I'm like, I don't think this is science. <laughs> no. Oh, Rebecca, so much of this movie is not science. This is this is not science. This the is movie. Not science. <laughs> yeah. So one of the big problems I have with X Men, not so much this movie, because like people's powers tend to be pretty restrained here, but it's like mm. that they just. Here's the thing. You can convince me that maybe some mutation in your genes could cause you to heal faster. So like, okay, you yeah. know, you you know, your cell walls get rebuilt mm-hmm. at a faster rate. Okay, unlikely, but sure. Um, you could convince me that maybe like, oh, the mutation has restructured your brain so you can like read minds and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Um, but like when it comes to define the laws of physics, where like someone like Cyclops can basically summon unlimited energy from his body it's like how are you violating the laws of thermodynamics you know what i mean like how are you able how are some of the mutants able to just conjure fire from from the air yeah how is magneto able to create enough magnetic fields that he can like stop a train do you know how strong of a magnet you'd need to stop a train? <laughs> like it's in it's an insane amount of energy that would have to go into that. And like they just use it so flippantly. Like like he's just like, "Oh, here's a metal chair." So rather than push you in this chair down mm-hmm. this hallway, I'm going to use my powers to draw it in or I'm going to mindlessly keep these like Newt, uh, Newton's cradle balls up in the air running. Oh no, I get that cuz he's an old man. Yeah, no, I get like, <laughs> I get like that. this guy's got a chair in the shower. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like at no point does he have to expend energy in order to create these magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. So where's that energy coming from? Like if, if he was able to like stop all these bullets and was like, hang on, I got to take a nap or I got to eat a sandwich or something like that. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Where it's like depleting you in some way. But yeah. like, it's just like, well, I'll just do it casually because it's... <laughs> More convenient. I'll just put it this way. In terms of force, way easier and more efficient to push a chair across the floor than try and drag it with huge magnets. (laughs) You know this to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't realize how deep you're going to go, but yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, that didn't really pull me out of it. <laughs> no, of course. And I don't care. Like, I'm not being like, well, the X-Men isn't scientifically uh, yeah, accurate uh-huh. because I don't care. That's the world mm. of the things. We imagine that they have these great powers so we can tell stories about what it means to be human and how we treat other people. I'm fine with that. We're good. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> don't don't write me letters. Don't write Uh, but oh god if you put if you make a blast door that defaults open i'm coming after you i don't care what what did you what's that i said this before i hate it i hate it i hate it in movies where they like just shoot the control pad of a door and the doors pop open i was like that is the worst designed blast like literally if you blast the door it will just pop open and stop you from saving anybody like just 
Anyway. That's crazy. I, you can shoot lasers out of yeah. your eyes all you want. Just don't put the controls on Just don't on use the them on set. a door and yeah. have it pop open. Because <laughs> I'm calling foul. I'm yeah. calling foul. That doesn't... That's, foul. Not, yeah. that's not how that works. It's crazy that this movie's only about an hour and a half. It moves. It That blew my mind. What? Because like, as I was prepping it, I was like, there's no way. Because I always like to look to see exactly how long the movie is just mm. so I can like kind of time myself out, see what I need to do for the rest of the day. And I was looking at it because they, they have a huge chunk of um, credits. Yeah. Right. So it's the movie's actually more like an hour and a half, which is crazy to watch a superhero movie in 2019. That's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Like, how did you feel? It doesn't. Out, yeah, it doesn't happen how did anymore. You get all that in there. Yeah, how is this not four hours? <laughs> yeah, and they, they introduce so much stuff. Like they introduce the idea of who Professor X is, who Magneto is. Mm-hmm. They introduce Wolverine's origin story. Rogue is uh, arguably the focus of the movie. Yep. And then on top of that, we add in Jean Grey, we add in Cyclops, and uh, Storm. And you're like, it does make the movie feel a little. Um, What's the word that I want to use? Crowded? Crowd, but uh, there's too much convenience in some of the plot. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we fall into this thing and then we magically fall into that, like Rogue meeting Wolverine. You know okay, what I mean? Like yeah. little stuff like that where it was like, this is too convenient. <laughs> but it is a very enjoyable movie. I'm not trying to like pick it apart or anything like that. But there are a couple of moments in the film that do feel a like little like, okay, well, we needed to move it along as fast as we can because we got to get this storyline in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's It still moves, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a, it's a surprisingly enjoyable and concise watch, too. Where I'm like, hey. oh, we're already here? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we've already gotten to the main fight scene. Okay, wow, great. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a marathon or anything like that. Right. It's, it's very much, it, it feels like watching like a rom-com or, or something of that nature where you're like, oh, we just wrap this up in a nice little bow and we're there. And it, it's insane to think. And, and I think we mentioned this on our Lord of the Rings episode where it's like, those were long movies oh, in, so long. in 2001, 2002, yeah. 2003, right? But with streaming now, we're just used to sitting on our asses for like three hours and watching an entire season of a television show. Plus, that's really what people want. Like, there is a market for it now where there didn't used to be a market for it because it used to be that, like, uh, you know, people going to movies were really targeting like families and, you know, Mm. like really classic concepts and these sorts of things. And people have finally figured out that uh, nerds want to spend their money. Yeah. And they're great, but the you have to produce a proper package, right? Like they, we will give you our money, <laughs> but you got to do it right. Like that's the whole Sonic thing. Yeah. Like Sonic the head. Yeah. They were like, okay, so we realize you guys hold all of the chips on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's take a step so we're back. gonna take a timeout. <laughs> we're gonna take a step back. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna do this right. So when you're watching these movies now, they're so long because. We do, if you're really a fan of something, we do want the detail. Yeah, you know what I mean? I want the backstory. I want I want the cool costumes. I want them to mean something. I want to uh, pick out little Easter eggs that I'm like, oh, this is exciting because like only a small amount of people know this. Yeah. And it's nice that they put it in for us. Mm-hmm. Like there's... there's um, I don't know what it is. there's it, it's like you're you're being really respectful to what the Homage. actual yeah exactly it, it is proper artwork yeah 
You're, you're not just trying to throw something together here. We want to see... It it's, it uh, pays tribute to the source material. Exactly. It like, does, does justice to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nothing hurts more than going in and watching something that you love get ruined. For sure. Now, sometimes I would say we go way too far <laughs> the other yeah. way. Like, you got to have some allowances here. Like, I, I get when people get mad where it's like, you know what? The cat's the wrong color. And I know that sounds really stupid, but I get why you would be mad at that because it's such a stupid thing to switch. Why switch it? Well, you yeah. know what I mean? Like why make that detail different? Because it's not about time and it's not about dialogue and it's, it, it is about nothing. It's like you, you took no time or effort to fix this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I get what I, what makes me mad is when people get mad where they're like, Oh, they left out this small plot point or they didn't mention it. And it's like, well, well yeah, actually, but we only have so much time yeah, here. Let's move it along. Yeah. But I do get when people get upset about smaller things. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, interesting. And I, I know that sounds like, counterintuitive. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it took it takes no effort to make that right. Yeah, no, I get that. It takes point. as much effort to, to make it, it right than as, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You made some choice and it wasn't the right choice. And yeah, why do why, why do that? <laughs> well, yeah, and there's something to be said for comic book movies where it's like it, it baffles my mind that you could make a bad one because the source material is so rich and and there are people that have read it and there are people that you can pull from even if it's not your own personal yeah. interests there is fan there's lore yeah, there's yeah, yeah. you can really dive in there can, is so much material here there's so much material and like it's 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 you know let's say you make 3 Spider-Man movies how do you pick the worst Spider-Man story from one of those three movies how do you do that how do you how do you pick like of all the stories that have been written about Spider-Man? How do you yeah. pick how do you pick a bad one? Don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's bad Spider-Man stories, mm -hmm. but there's also hundreds of comics, if not thousands. And there's you know? yeah, phenomenal stories and, in there and, that and, you can grab and, from. And you can go, this is a good story. Mm -hmm. Make that into a movie and let's not mess with the characters too much. Like I, I understand they're different art forms and and all the rest. Like, you know, you can't represent one exactly like the other and we don't want to just do a shot for shot but like yeah when it comes to like the superhero movies like and I actually do think that this movie x-men did a great job of that it changed you know what did it change it changed things like the color of their suits because mm. of course they did because if you actually had live action actors running around <laughs> as the joke says in yeah. yellow spandex that looks ridiculous yes it looks way better if they've got that sleek black leather mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then like the stylized thing that's really cool you know uh, you know but wolverine's powers don't become that he can fly and <laughs> you know yeah. he's still got claws and stuff like that so like yeah and transferring it to like real actors i think they did a really good job of like stylistically representing what these characters are and also making them real and live in a breathable world and yeah and I, I well i don't know if it's because he's been around for so long doing the role but like hugh jackman yeah was perfectly cast in my opinion he's really well you know he was last minute replacement right no yeah so who was it supposed to be uh i forget who it was no great <laughs> don't uh, leave me hanging it's like, like that. it's like somebody that you've maybe never heard of or oh okay um but yeah they they like had to oh fuck anyway they substituted him out at the last minute which is why 
uh, he's not as jacked in this as he is in the other movies. Like, this oh is, yeah, this he is, really amps up later. This <laughs> is yeah. The, the longer he does the role, yeah. the more insanely ripped. Oh yeah, it's like we go becomes. okay. Number first movie, yum. Okay, yeah. second movie, yum yum. Then we get to the third movie. We're all at triple yums. That's the maximum yums you can get. <laughs> he's killing it. You know but, what I mean? <laughs> but even Days of Future Past, Oof. he's just like. He is more ripped in that than he was in the first one in 2000 when he mm-hmm, was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 16 years younger or whatever it was, 15 years younger. Insan- oh, yum. Insanity. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's that lumberjack vibe you got going on there. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> we love that Wolverine's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And one of the most. I mean, if we were more ambitious, we could also cover two and three because Magneto's right in those as well for the most part. Um, he's right pretty much throughout this entire... Yeah, yeah. I would say a couple of small missteps, I'm sure. You know what I mean? We don't want to condone murder, but... <laughs> but if you if you had to murder one person to stop a genocide, you would do it. Oh, yeah. If you were like, sorry, Craig, I've got to shoot you and that will save the lives of millions of people, you would do it. You would have to. Like, oh, it's course, a moral yeah. choice. Yes. It's a moral choice to make. Um, I can agree with that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to no, say? No, I, I think we got it. Okay. I so think... I think it's time to, uh, like every week, we need to give our definitive ratings <laughs> of the villains, see how good they are. Uh, so do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> I've got to really stay. All right. So for uh, X-Men, I did the mutant scale. Okay. Okay. So I did uh, from Blinky, the three-eyed fish from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way up to full blown cancer. Uh, ah. I'm gonna give him. A, I'm gonna give Magneto a uh, Darwin's Finch, because uh, um, yeah, they're just making changes that are necessary in order to keep surviving in a otherwise hostile environment okay. where they're ill suited. So yeah, that's gonna, a good one. That's a Darwin's good. Finch. <laughs> Okay, I've got mine on the X scale. Nice. <laughs> the X okay. scale is uh, from a game of X's and O's. X's and O's, pretty um, innocent. To uh, DMX's song, X Go and Give It To You. Great song. Uh, I give Magneto your own personal X. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Not totally, not totally pure, but uh, probably didn't make as many mistakes as you think they did. Well, like you, oh, like you mean your ex-boyfriend or yeah. girlfriend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. where I put Magneto at. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. Looking back, <laughs> looking back we in did reflection, s- we did some things wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This You're wasn't right. all you. <laughs> it, it was me. Oh my god. Uh, I like that. Yeah, no, that's Magneto for sure. And uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, where we share uh, people who've inspired or disappointed us in the previous week, uh, a couple ways you can have the podcast. Yeah, follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. Please email us also at villainwillisright at gmail.com. Send us in your suggestions. We love to hear them. Yeah, and uh, if you can go on iTunes and maybe just give us a quick uh, five-star rating, uh, maybe five-star, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you do. I'm just maybe gonna, you do. I'm gonna, if I was to suggest a number, it would be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, send another, and if you can also, you know, it really helps us out if you could take the time to just write a quick one sentence review. Um, we don't know how the algorithms work uh, exactly, but it does help more people see us and helps us move up in charts and, and, and that sort of thing. So by all means, do that, and and you know, tell your friends about it. You guys have been awesome about that already. I know you guys have been uh, sharing the good word and whatnot. So thank you very much for that. 
And uh, yeah, now it's time for our hero and villain of the week. What do you got this week? Oh, I got some real light. Real light. Real light? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got something kind of light too. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> Didn't schedule appropriately. No. Uh, I feel like yours is going to be better because I'm just talking about. <laughs> okay, go for it. All right. So my, I've got a hero this week. Um, my hero is actually HBO. Uh, okay. And the reason for that is. Uh, I got uh, HBO in order to see the Game of Thrones uh, final season, which of course is this. Yeah, not good. well, that's a, that's a whole thing. Uh, we're not going to get into it now. But also, uh, they happen to release a mini series on Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I've been saving it. I've been oh, saving it. It looks God. so good. It's so good. So I won't ruin anything mm. other than. Spoiler alert, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chernobyl was not a victory. Uh, no, but it is so good, and it is something that is so in my wheelhouse. I have a thing, a strange, sick fascination with nuclear disaster. Like, I did my, uh, I did a history project on the Manhattan Project in high school. Oh, I dang. did a physics project on, like, how nuclear bombs work. Mm-hmm, I did... Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like it is always fascinating. Like documentaries on Hiroshima and stuff like that. It's it's morbid and terrible, um, but I just can't get over like something about the power of it and just how mismanaged and like how it gets all techni- technology and science get all caught up in like politics and hubris and all that sort of stuff. So Chernobyl is not only something that is so totally in my wheelhouse. Uh, but it is so hauntingly effective. There's, it's, it's, it's a real life, and scarier than a lot of uh, horror movies that I've seen. And it's not like, oh, now there's monsters in Chernobyl. It's just like this is how this played out. It's it's absolutely fantastic. If you can uh, check it out, if it doesn't terrify you too much, Cat refuses to watch it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Too yeah, dark. Yeah. Too dark. I think too dark and too. Mikhail's kind of like that too. Yeah. Actually, he like I if it's anything's like either too gross or too crazy or whatever. Most of the time, I'll watch it first and I'll tell him whether he'll like it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you really shouldn't watch. Like one of my friends is in. Uh, She's in a Netflix series. Uh, oh, she's nice. in a the slasher series, oh. which is like super. Like, I had to walk out of the room. I couldn't watch that. Oh, did you try watching it? Uh, I didn't. Cat, like, Cat was watching it. And I like walked in, and there's some scene where they were like, "Oh yeah, like they're literally hacking off heads with like yeah, and axes just, and stuff." And I was just like, "Nope," and I went to the other room. That stuff doesn't bother me at all. But that's also because I was super desensitized to it as yeah. a kid. But uh, yeah, like I do that all the time for Miguel. I'll be like. Oh yeah, he, I told him he, he knows my friend, like um, the actress, and I'm like, I can't get you to watch this. There's no way you will die. Yeah. You will die watching this. Even Game of Thrones, he'll be like, he sometimes he'll t- <laughs> he'll hand. ask me when it's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you tell me when it's done, especially like the eye oh, thing, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah he, he does not like that. For myself, this week I have a villain because I like to complain. Obviously, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think if we were to uh, calculate how many her- heroes or villains I have, they're mostly villains. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what this podcast is about. I uh, I, had to, I I my villain is just. Delivery services, okay. Ah. Mailing services, okay. And uh, some are better than others, but I cannot for the life of me. Here's what, okay. I ordered a burner, uh, like a stove burner. One of ours crapped out. Okay, and yeah. I was like, like I'm the- just going to order a new one. I finally, I don't want to order from Amazon because 
I don't want to order from him. I fucking yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm over Amazon. I'm not ordering. I'm not dealing with that company anymore unless it is absolute. Like unless it's like I literally cannot find this thing fucking anywhere. That's the only time I'm ordering off Amazon. That man's an evil bastard. I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> he is. He's evil. He's too much money. Okay. Anyway, uh, so I find like a Canadian company that can send me this burner. It's ten dollars delivery. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Uh, I'm just going to use it. Whatever. I don't care. Purolator. Purolator fucking. Okay. When do we decide that we're going to take the phone number, but we're not going to use it when we arrive at the home? Okay. I get it. I live in an apartment building, whatever. Okay. There's a code at the front door, but you literally made me, required me to give you my phone number for what possible reason I cannot comprehend. Oh yeah. Okay, so of course I go outside and there's a slip that I missed from two minutes ago. Of course. Two minutes ago, nobody's knocked, nobody's called me, no one has attempted to contact me for this freaking thing, right? Which I, it happens all the time, so I'm kind of like, I sigh, whatever, I don't care. I get back inside. On my slip, it says they have sent this package to Etobicoke. Yeah. Etobicoke. So I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Rebecca, don't play that game. <laughs> I don't play, okay? <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I call them and I go on a tirade. I'm furious. Like, are you out of your goddamn minds? That's a, kind of how I started it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you gotta get goddamn later, how can we help you? Are you <laughs> out of your goddamn, goddamn minds? <laughs> are you insane? I was like, I spent, no, $10 isn't a lot of money. But it's enough money to have you deliver the thing to my freaking home, okay? Yes. I'm like, listen, I understand, okay, that we live in a world where it is now fine to just leave the slip, okay, which is, I don't even understand why we're doing this anymore. We should all just have delivery centers that we go to, and, and, and you know what? There's one every couple blocks, and you just have to walk two blocks to go get your shit. Okay, <laughs> that's just what I think needs to happen now. I'm not going to interrupt you, but this exists. It, it should, but it, but it should for everything. Yeah. It should for absolutely everything because this is absolutely garbage. You you are not even attempting to drop off my goddamn package anymore. No. So I get on the phone. I'm like, there is absolutely fucking zero percent chance I'm going to pick that up. I was like, I'm not going. I'm like, I I was like, if you get it closer to my house, I was like, I don't mind going to pick it up at a distribution center, but don't send it to not even the city I'm in anymore. Okay. Because yeah. technically I'm in Toronto. Okay. And I understand that Etobicoke is very much just an extension of Toronto, but it is still technically a different. Yeah, no, I've had to do the same thing. Where I've had to drive to Scarborough, which is the no, 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 other no. End of the I town. didn't do this. I call them. I yeah. say, well, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Well, they you tell me that there is a service center three blocks from my house. Ah. Uh. He goes, yeah, there's one three blocks from your house, and I said, "Well, why didn't you guys drop it off there?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't know." So then he's like, okay, I can send it to the other one, but it's going to take two more days to get there. And I was like, that'll be fine. Because I would rather do that than take the bus for a full hour to go yeah. get something that I've already paid for and I paid for the delivery. It, that's insane, yeah. Oh, ah, so, no, no, no. so here's the thing. Anytime I get something sent to me, mm -hmm. I make sure it's sent by Canada Post. Because mm. what Canada Post does is if they can't get you, it uh, just goes to the nearest distribution in, center. Which is like always in a drugstore or something. Mm -hmm. You're never like more than 15 minutes away. Yes. And I I have never had any problems with Canada Post. I show up, I show them my ID, they grab my package, I'm out of there. Right? You can even set it up. 
that they just don't even try and deliver it to your house. Mm, mm -hmm, they just mm -hmm. take it to that post office and then you get an email when it's there and you pick it up after work. And I was like, this is brilliant. Whereas like everyone's like, oh, we don't need the post office anymore. What do we do? You know, oh, everyone sends things by FedEx. FedEx, Perlator, they're all the UBS, garbage. They're all garbage. garbage. They send it to like somewhere out by the airport that you've got to drive to and pick I, it up. And I no would have just went to your... a store if exactly. that's what I wanted to do. Exactly. It's it's insanity. I if anytime somebody tries to send me something by uh, by a courier, I'm like, no, no, yeah. game over. I'm not I'm not doing this. Fuck this. This is going to be more trouble than it's worth. Anyway, I know it's something that we all go through, but I just find it. It's illogical, I think, is why it makes me so yeah. mad. I'm like, this is just fundamentally illogical, and I don't know why we're allowing these companies to do this for a second longer than they have been. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. The end of rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> rant over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, that's pretty much been us. Well, where can they find you on social media, Craig? Uh, you can find me, uh, Craig Fay Comedy, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, CraigFay.com for show dates. And if you want to check out uh, my YouTube channel, I'm going to be releasing a video project uh, sometime in the future, so you can subscribe there to make sure you get uh, the announcements when they come out. Okay, great. And you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on anything of your choosing. Uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, get out there. Get at me. Let's, uh, let's hang out. I don't know. <laughs> Come to a show. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, what? Oh, uh, next week we are covering the movie Election, yeah. which is a super fun movie, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. I think you're uh, really going to enjoy yourselves. Uh, until then, this has been The Villain Was Right, reminding you to always test your doomsday machine over a couple of days. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>